Flakes are in. Game day Thursday. Got some rodeo tickets today, which we'll get to after 7 this morning. And maybe the odd opportunity to get qualified for the Flakes trip since we're not out broadcasting this Thursday. We're out most Thursdays, most years. But uh, haven't been so. God, I I have to golf then, don't I? It's Thursday. It's going to be sixty six today. It's nice. Not all the leaves are down yet. We're running out of golf season. Another code word at eight twenty this morning for the flyaway to see Old Dominion. One of the things that's been talked about through the years <clears throat> is uh, putting the Flake Show on the other Montana stations that the company owns. Because generally, when our company has sold radio stations, it has included the group in Missoula and Bozeman and also KSEN up in Shelby. And they wanted to just, instead of having morning shows in all those towns, you have one morning show in Billings, and then that goes statewide. But when you do that, you have to be able to hit certain time markers exactly. So at exactly 10 minutes after six and zero seconds, you have to be done saying what you're saying. And that my friends is just not our strength. <laughs> so that's why that never happened. Drinking coffee in the morning. I'll take pictures of headlines and different articles from all the websites that, uh, that I see. And Paul and I were just sitting here talking about the the State of the Union in general, and we both agree we should go to church and thank the Lord that Montana has reopened a trade office in Taiwan. Because when we're talking to people, hey, you guys need to do this about the mask, and you need to talk about this in the schools, and we got to get that damn Taiwan trade office open. (laughs) Careful out there on my road. Because the Taiwanese grain trucks are going to be lined up all the way behind the Cuban ones. Remember, we had a, a sister down in Cuba, too, that, that she 25 went. 25 or 30 years ago? Yep, yep. Reberg went down, got that one. Remember that? I do. So careful out on the road. There's going to be, I'm going to have Japanese trucks. I'm going to have Cuban trucks all lined up out there. Taiwan imports 1.36 million metric tons of wheat every year. And 95% of that comes to the United States. And folks, if we needed to to raise more grain, farmers could. I wrote something yesterday. It was taken down on Facebook because the headline was wrong. And uh, the person that did our headlines said that my ranch was struggling because of Democrats. And that's not what I wrote about yesterday. And it's not true. I'm fine. You know, I just work more. That's all I do. Um, I'm in great shape. So... It's all management, but I wrote about uh, the opinion yesterday in the Gazette about meat packers are all the problems that ranchers have, and that's just not true. And anyway, Ryan, the little stupid leftist, he went in there and uh, gave me some stuff. This little dweeb doesn't know anything about agriculture. He talked about the tariffs on China and how it hurt the prices, and he's wrong. <laughs> Because remember, remember what I did when when President Trump signed the tariff. Wheat was two sixty, and in six months it went up to four forty. Okay. And I did a big spiel about it's always two things: weather and supply. Remember that? I, I mean, you can go back and look at the archives. Corn hit all time record highs, and wheat hit all time record highs last year. Um, there's then he talks about 
Uh, then he talked about him releasing the EPA things on the oil companies and it ruined. Yeah, you're a leftist little dweeb um, driving around your little Volkswagen rabbit. <laughs> the reason that those were done is to make America energy independent. And it it worked. Yeah. We were energy independent. We had less than $2 a gallon gasoline. Transportation costs were down. The economy was rolling. And... Uh, that's the reason why he took those actions. He talked about ethanol and how he stopped at. He didn't stop ethanol. Ethanol still in your gasoline. Stop in any pump. And you can see this fuel contains 10% ethanol. Right. You can still see that. He talked about, well, farm bankruptcies in Montana increased by 50% that le- that year. You dumbass. You're a little leftist. you got to get out of Comic-Con <laughs> and start listening. Farmers farmers and ranchers that have had farms and ranches, Mark, for 70 years, they don't go broke in 180 days. No. Okay? It's a long process to lose a farm or a ranch. Okay? Long process. This little dweeb doesn't get it. You just, you just don't make a policy, and then 60 days later, farms go broke. Right. It's a, these guys are borrowed. They have debt. They have banks. There's re there's refiguring. Uh, there's restructuring. There's bankruptcy protections. It takes years for somebody to lose one. Mm-hmm. It's not because of one stroke of the pen, you da. He doesn't get it. No. Then he talks about property taxes. Well, blah 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 goes to the county and the the city. Blah. You're stupid. <laughs> Hey, Ryan, have you ever owned property? Ever? Great question. Or do you live in the shelter? No, probably not. He talked about all these things that he doesn't understand. By the way, a lot of the things that happen in agriculture during the Trump administration, that was all done when they passed the farm bill during the Obama and Biden administration that we have to live with for five years. Mm-hmm. Oh, get yourself another grape soda. Go back down into the basement, put on Super Mario Kart, <laughs> and and just navigate your phone with these little dweeby sites that you go to. You have no idea about agriculture. None. Zero. He has, noth- he has no clue, Mark. I know. Well, you get subsidies, and you get da 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 Hey, that is part of the farm program. Mm-hmm. You have to participate. You have to buy federal crop insurance. All these kind of things. You know, when I when I get a payment for a hailstorm or something, I've I paid for the crop insurance. Right. It's right. no difference in putting insurance on your vehicle. Um, I think you were probably the first one at the bank with your stimulus check. <laughs> This guy is a stupid little leftist, Mark. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they took the post down um, yesterday because the, the people missed the point mm-hmm. about the environmental regulations, the taxes, um, the policies, the environmental policies, the labor demands, the mandatory wage requirements on businesses. And they, they raise the parts of their the price of their parts and everything else that we have to pay. And we cannot pass our cost on to a producer like any other business. No. There's more things involved than just the meat packers. All right. 
Right now, if expenses were down, calf prices would be good. They'd be good. Wheat prices would be good if we could keep our expenses down. John Deere's still on strike. Um, They're still on strike, I see, but they'll get that worked out. By the way, yesterday, Joe Biden was in Scranton. That's where he was raised. He's a big pro-union guy, big union town in there, telling everybody how the union is what built America. Uh, Union was responsible for the rise of the country. Um, Union labor, union labor. And um, his Build Back Better plan, which is Destroy America plan. We found out yesterday now about a new tax that they have thrown in there, folks. It's an asset tax. But keep in mind, this will only affect the richest Americans. It's like the corporate tax is going up. It will only affect big corporations. No, it won't. Like I just said, they pass their costs... Onto the consumers. I don't know why they don't get that. They don't understand business. No. These people have never owned one. They've Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, Nancy, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. They've never owned a company or own a business or own a ranch or own, they've never run one. They've never run one. When you have a restaurant, anything, mom and pop store, you have overhead, and. If you're going to make money, you have to price everything that you sell and all your goods and services to where you can make a profit. Mm -hmm. The more bills that come in, the more you have to charge. Taxes are a bill. Corporations, their taxes go up. They have to make their profit margins. They have obligations to stock investors. All types of things. They raise their prices. You pay it. You pay it. He's going to raise corporate taxes and an asset tax. Now, let me tell you a little bit about an asset tax. Folks, that's coming our way if these little leftist dweebs like Ryan and so forth get complete power, complete Mm -hmm. control. You're going to get an asset tax. You can't just keep spending and spending and spending. The bills all come due. They don't get it. They They want to tax assets of billionaires ooh, that sounds good to little leftists like ryan but billionaires don't have that kind of money well how do you what do you mean they're billionaires they got all kinds of money no they have assets they there's a difference between having an asset and having money there's a lot of people in town who carry credit card debt but they have assets but they still have credit card debt. Right. They've got a couple cars. They got a camper. They've got some furniture. They have appliances. They have a few guns. They've got assets. But they got credit card debt. Well, how can that be? Because you dumbass, you don't get it. So they want to tax the assets of billionaires. Let's say you're a billionaire, Mark. Mark Wilson. Billionaire Mark Wilson. Big Mark Wilson's a billionaire. That's got a nice ring to it. Okay. (laughs) He's got a billion dollars worth of assets. All right. He's got some Cheryl Crow lingerie. (laughs) 
He's got some old Beatles albums. You know, one of those is for he's, sale. He's got the original film from Smokey and the Bandit, the uh-huh. original one. Uh, all those kind of things. He's got all that in his asset collection, and he's worth one billion dollars. And Joe Biden and the Democrats come along, and they want to tax billionaires five percent on their assets. Say five percent every year. Uh, we call it an asset tax. We're gonna t- we're, well, only the richest are gonna get it. Five billion dollars a year. So Mark, because he's a billionaire and has all those assets, at the end of the year, you have to write the federal government a check for fifty million dollars. You have to have fifty million dollars in cash in your bank account to pay your asset tax. Boy, not not okay. Who, who's got that? Billionaires, folks, don't have $50 million in cash in their checking account. They just don't. They just don't. That's the problem with agriculture, Ryan. If you would understand it, we're asset rich and cash poor. Right. Uh, you die poor. Or you die rich, but you live poor. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't get that. He just lives poor and is poor. But you don't. Have, nobody has that kind of money. Jerry Jones, all these guys, they don't have those. They don't have Michael Jordan. They don't have that kind of money in their checking account. Okay, so the first year they pay fifty million dollars. Guess what? In three hundred and sixty-five days. They have to come up with another $50 million in cash. That's if the asset tax is 5%. Right. Who's got that kind of cat? That's $100 million within 365 days. You pay it the first time, and then 365 days later, you got to pay it again. Who's got that kind of cash? Even billionaires, Mark, don't have that kind of cash. They don't get it. Asset rich, cash poor. Well, Congress turned that one down. Chuck Schumer, that little leftist commie, he's all upset about it. Nobody has that kind of money around. No. Can you imagine if there was an asset tax on farm and ranches, folks? Just imagine that with the price of real estate going up. What if there was an asset tax on your house? You're still making payments, by the way, on your house. All right, just like others, still be me making payments on their land or their farm or their ranch if they've expanded. What if there's an asset tax there? What if there's an asset tax on your 401k accounts and all the money that you've invested? And that, 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 that could be coming in the next yes, piece. Yes. Sure, they, they pull that out of their butt. Mark, they're broke. They, they got to get it somewhere. And then they just whittle that away. They whittle that away. These people have no business acronym at all. None. Zero. They've never run one. No. They don't know how to run one. They think government is an economic driver, not capitalism. And they're wrong. An asset tax. That should scare the hell out of people. You got a farm. You got a farm that's worth a million bucks and they decide to put a 5% asset tax in there. That's $50,000 a year cash Mm -hmm. that you have to come up with every year because you own it. 
every year. That's why, folks, the personal property tax is a crime and it should be gone, completely gone. You pay tax on all of the money that you earn to buy that hammer or that tractor or that water pump or whatever else you have. Then since you own it, that's what personal property tax is. Notice how the Democrats change what it is. It's an asset tax. It's not a personal property tax. It's an asset tax. You got a business? You got a skid steer loader? Well, you got to pay personal property taxes on that. That's an asset tax is what it is. Right. Oh, it's a business tax. My ass. Yeah, call it what you want, but that's it's, what it is. It's an asset tax. We've had it for so long. Every hammer, every screwdriver, you got a business, every, everything like that, it's all taxed all tax now they're trying to phase it out and this and that and get rid of it so every year you got to pay you keep a you keep a you keep a post hole digger for 30 years you're paying taxes on your post hole digger every year for 30 years you're you're going to have you're going to have paid more in taxes on your post hole digger than you paid for the post hole digger mm-hmm but they call it a personal property or business tax. No, it's an asset tax is what it is. See how they con people? Mm-hmm. No billionaire has that kind of money. Why, in in four years, in four years at 5%, that guy's going to be, that guy's going to be taxed one fifth of every dollar of value that he's earned over his whole life. I mean, who? Nobody's got that kind of money. No. No one. You folks like your fishing boat, your canoe, things like that. Oh, well, they'll never come after us. Okay. Yeah. You already are paying asset tax if you're business owners. You already are. And you're not billionaires. They just call it something different. But that's what it is. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You can't, you can't, folks, you can't have a society. You can't have a country where 50 to 60% of all your money is going to the government. You just can't. And it's not enough. No, and it's never enough. Pay people till they're dead, do this, do that. Uh, It's a never-ending battle. One thing that they did do yesterday in Washington, which is great news, is they didn't have enough votes to pass the Democrat federal election overhaul didn't pass. They, the Democrats, this are in charge now, wanted to change, folks, the election laws, eviscerate the constitutional amendment that gives states the power to regulate their own elections, and the Democrats were going to take over and be in charge of how all elections were held nationwide. Mark's shaking his head. That's what they were going to do. Now, do you think they would have changed them for the better of American or the betterment of their party? We've never had a time no. in our history where it's it's so polar opposite and yeah. the left has got so much control and trying to make it permanent. Sure. They got the power right now and they're trying to do as much damage as they can and they're doing a lot of damage. They're doing a lot of damage. Look, I wouldn't support that if it was a Republican issue. 
And it never would be, first of all, because conservative people believe in the Constitution, the building block of the nation. They believe in it. It's worked. They wanted to change it. They want to make, they wanted to do ballots. Who's eligible to vote? No voter ID. Make Puerto Rico a state. Give them a couple Senate seats and some representative seats. Of course, they would be all Democrat. Make Washington, D.C. a state. Give them two senators. Just nothing but assure them power forever. Mm -hmm. That's all this is. What a bunch of cons. And people buy it. They drink the Kool-Aid. Fortunately, they didn't have the votes to do that. They needed 60, and they have nowhere near it, so that's one good thing. People better wake up here. That's big. When you start controlling all of the elections, how they're run, who votes, where, when, why, how, and you take that away from the people and put it in the hands of the ruling class, you're in big trouble. You've got a Venezuela. You have a Cuba. You have a Russia. You have an Iran. You know, where they put one name on the ballot. (laughs) And I'll be a son of a gun. He won. And it's mandatory that everybody votes. Uh Or they chop your hands off, your fingers off, or something like that. Third time this year. This is the third time that Senate Democrats tried to pass this election bill. Third time. So now you know what they're going to do? Now they're going to change the Senate procedural rules. Since they can't get it through constitutionally, now they want to change the Senate procedural rules so they can try to get it through. My God. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they need 60 votes. This one loser said democracy is more important than Senate rules, so they want to change it. He's a leftist from Maine. Change the rules. This is what Castro does. This is what Venezuela does. It does. This sounds like communist China. They change the laws and they change the rules in order to um, impose their tyranny on their citizens. And that's what this is. So they're going to try it again. Three times. Look, they got 11 months. 12 months, 13 months, because, you know, Congress goes on recess over the holidays and stuff, and we don't know. None of us know how long Joe Biden will be alive. None of us knows that. But they got to get it done. They're going to do, it's going to get ugly. Oh, it's going to get uglier and uglier. Big news this morning, the FDA has okayed now the COVID cocktail. That's what I've come up with. The new COVID cocktail. You can mix and choose and match whatever you want. I'm sure they've done extensive study. After all, we haven't even been vaccinating Americans for a year yet. We haven't even been vaccinating people for one year yet. And now they're recommending a COVID cocktail. Which means you can get a booster from any of the shots you want. Mix, match, whatever. Make it a double. You can get a brand different from the one you received initially, the FDA announcement. Now they're waiting for the CDC. Well, 
They had to get the water to 102 degrees in the hot tub last night before they decide this. But the FDA did it and the CDC. Now, let's look who makes up the FDA and the CDC. Okay. And the people that are running it and are in charge of it right now. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to prove this. The CDC said they're going to consult an expert panel this week before they finalize their recommendations. An expert panel. They're going to recommend it. You can get a drug cocktail. You can get the Johnson and Johnson, and you can get then the Moderna. You can get a Pfizer shot, and then get the Johnson and Johnson. Whatever your fancy is, whatever the special of the night is, and recommending shots now for five to twelve year olds. They approved that. The FDA did. CDC still working on it. So. Folks, how many studies, now keep in mind, keep in mind, the vaccine hasn't even been out one year yet, not even 12 months. It came out last December. How many 60-month-old babies have we tested? 60 months. They're out of the chute 60 months. They, They are still probably carrying the mother's body temperature yet. Theirs probably hasn't even regulated on at 60 months old. Give that baby the shot. How many 60-month-old babies? 60-month-old babies can get the shot. Folks, you know what? That means they could have been born 60 months ago or 60, 60, 60 months ago. Well, we haven't even had the vaccine for a year. How could they possibly have studied in the last so many months these young kids the answer is they can't there's no way mr wilson we understand you have a um you have a five-year-old we want to know if we can interest you in testing some drugs on your uh, on your 60 month old to see if there's any adverse effects if there's uh you know, if there's any reaction, allergic reaction, any organ failure, anything like that, it will be closely regulated and we'll keep an eye on it. And uh, nope, nope, can't do that. Well, Mr. Wilson, um, if you would agree to this study, we have two tickets to Boston. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> in uh, in Richmond. If uh, if you if you agree to let your 60 month old child participate in this test, with you, okay. Yeah, are they good seats? Because I love my kid. Are they good seats? Who does that? Hey, be careful out there, folks. It's a uh, just be careful. God, have mercy on us all. One thing after another. I don't know about you folks, but I would like to see a little more science incredible evidence here first before they start injecting my 60 month old baby with this stuff look at you know look at the measles shots and look at stuff like that polio we have we have decades of research and information on those vaccines that's the difference. Right. Everybody, well, what about measles? You get your kid a measles shot. What about whooping cough? What about that? Da, da, da? We have decades of information on that. Decades. It used to take years to get any drug or vaccine approved. 
We haven't even been injecting people with this for one year yet. It's only October. We didn't start until last December, and they're already going to inject 60-month-old kids with it. And, of course, superintendents of schools who have extensive medical backgrounds will all be for will all be for getting kids 5 to 11 vaccinated for their school system. Sure they will. They're using their immunology background, their micro... That's what... because And I can trust him. Which, by the way, since I'm making everybody mad this morning, um, School District 2's got their new contract. How come we didn't see anything about where the money came from? We've got a three-year contract, increases in salary. That all has to come from an increase somewhere. Yes, it does. That's got to be in the budget somewhere. Where did all that money come from, including now the $2,000 bonuses that every certified employee of the school district who was employed this year after September 1st through November 30th will get $2,000 bonus? Where? How come there was nothing... Greta Beshmoen or the rest. There was nothing about where that money came from. Now, we know we got $46 million in COVID money that was supposed to go to COVID protection. Where did all of that, where did all of that come from? If there's 1,100, if there's 1,100 certified employees in school district two, I don't know, I don't know how many there are. I thought at one point there were 1,100 that's $2.2 million, $2.2 million, folks, just in bonuses. Yeah. $2.2 million just in bonuses. $2.2 million. I didn't know we had $2.2 extra million dollars laying around in the salary part of the budget. Mm-hmm. So it had to come from somewhere. Where in the hell did it come from? Did it come from the COVID money? And if not, where is the COVID money and what are we doing with it? Because that's our money. Public schools, we should know. And the salary increases over the next three years. Now, and I'm not being a jerk about it. I do Look, I've said for years, teachers are underpaid. They need to be paid more, but we need to do it fiscally responsibly and we just need to know. We're paying the bills anyway, so why don't we get to know that? Why don't we get to know how they crafted it and where they found the money? We should be able to know that. And how come we keep investing and we keep adding and we keep paying more and we're not getting the result for the dollar? Mm-hmm. We have less than 30% of graduating students that could even pass an ACT test, folks, to get into college. So what do we do? We get we pay them more. We give them more. What about performance incentives? All these kind of things that, like any other human being around, is tied to, basically. You sell more hamburgers, you make more money. You reach your sales goals and you go above it, you get bonuses. You make more money. It's like that for everybody. You're a car salesman. You reach your goal at the end of the month. You sell two extra cars. You make more money. So we're doling all out all this more money. 
are we going to get better test scores and are we going to get a better graduation rate? Because we've seen what happened over the last 40 years. Mm -hmm. We just got the recent results last week. No. No. Do you get it just because you're in that position? Just because you chose that profession, you deserve it. You get it. Once again, before you start firing shots at me, remember, I'm the one who said it was embarrassing that starting school teachers after going to college for four years, getting a degree, being certified, come out of college and start at $26,000 a year in some areas. That was years ago. That was me who said that. Mm -hmm. So, um, but where did that come from? We need to know where that came from. We have the right to know where it came from. It's our money and public schools. Damn right we need to know. Need to know where it came from. Where did that bonus money come from? Because if that's COVID money that was meant to go to the schools for sanitation, equipment, and to keep our children safe... That's not what that was spent on then. Every room should have an air purifier in it. Every room should have a mask dispenser where the kids every day, if they go from room to room, they change masks. We got 46 million. Right. I mean, after all, if that's what it's about, safety. Do we have anybody? Do we have anybody checking temperatures at the doors? Of the kids coming into the... I mean, after all, you're an infectious disease expert running our school. You should know this. I mean, these are that's what the $46 million was for. Mm-hmm. But it had to come from somewhere. And maybe, you know, and if I missed it, then I apologize for not knowing where it came from. But uh, I sure didn't see it or hear about it. But all this stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff is moving so quickly, so fast, you you can't keep up with it, and uh, and that's that's just something that we've never done before with medicine and medical procedures and things like that. Things have to go through a long time of testing and and uh, experiments and uh highly regulated studies before we just start jumping in i don't know how long this study went on 60 month old babies but it couldn't have gone it it couldn't have gone that long since the vaccine's only been available for 10 months right And now they're recommending that young kids, and this is big because, you know, young kids, I'm not a pediatrician, but man, when you're that young, things are just growing and developing in your brain development and blood and organs and tissue and hormones and all. I don't even know how all that works. How could they possibly have tested its effects on all of that on a 60-month-old in just a short amount of time. Well, we, th- and if the FDA comes out with this, we think it's safe. 
<laughs> Would you get on a plane that they think they'll be able to land? <laughs> we think we can land this. Uh-huh. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I don't have a five-year-old. I don't have a 60-month-old baby. Um, but you wouldn't let them inject your, your five-year-old. How do they know those five-year-olds haven't had it? Are they going to test every five to 11-year-old kid out there? Are they going to give them the antibody test to see if they haven't had COVID already? See, now there's another angle. There's another angle, Wilson. What if a 5 to 11-year-old has already had COVID? And they already have the natural immunity in their body. And did they study whether natural immunities that that uh, are built in a 5 to 11-year-old are stronger and even more potent than an adult from 18 to... Have they studied that one? How are they going to know? What if a 5-year-old has already had COVID and nobody knew... And now you're going to inject them with the vaccine when you haven't done any studies on five-year-olds that have had COVID. That's another and that's another angle. They don't then they wouldn't need it. They wouldn't need it unless the superintendent of a school system says they have to have it, or a school board decides they have to have it. Right. Then they're the ones who are the medical experts. Based on what? Based on their knowledge of what? Nothing. Nothing. They're not epidemiologists. They're not immune uh, disease experts. They don't have microbiology degrees, pharmacology degrees, child development degree. They got nothing. And they're going to make the decision on whether your five-year-old needs to be vaccinated. Not my five-year-old. You're going to test them? We have five-year-olds out there, folks. We don't even know yet what diseases they have. Right. We, we don't even know. There could be a five-year-old out there that has an immune deficiency disease that we haven't yet discovered because it hasn't fully developed yet in their body, but it's in there. Have we tested that? No, we're not testing for that. We're testing for what is currently hot, and that's vaccine we want all the kids to get the vaccine get the vaccine get the vaccine so i don't know they're gonna you know you know and now we got the vaccine cocktail the vaccine cocktail mix and match any way you want it throw a little ice on that bring me an order nachos please any way you want it so uh man they're just uh they're on a roll Mm -hmm. these guys are on a roll and they're not stopping 